how long we got? Where's our destination today? I don't know. We got 20 miles to cover. Let's talk some movies. People don't know how to drive. Are we going to get lunch on this gig? You see anything good recently? Not really. Right, we got a little time, Steve. Let's do a podcast. Sounds good. Hey there. Uh, welcome to Film Driven. I'm Steve Haskin. And I'm Andre Shane. And, uh, well, this is one of those rare times, Steve, where we always talk about we're driving back from a... An film shoot, gig. yeah, yeah, yeah. And today we're actually driving back from a film shoot in Milwaukee. We're still in Milwaukee, right? That's now. right. We are behind the cheddar curtain, uh, making our way back to the uh, back to the homeland, I guess. Back to and, the uh, windy city, the city thought, of wind, which may be snowing today. Yeah, we thought we'd hit you up with a little pre-Oscars podcast. A lot of times we do that, kind of a talk about the Oscars, That's right. movies, things like that. That's right, and we're gonna do the same. I, I want to. Give a quick shout out. We just uh, just found out in the news that uh, the great Kirk Douglas passed away. It's true. Uh, taken from us too soon at a at a young age of 103. 103. That An is... amazing Hollywood career. One of my favorite all time movie stars. Too many wow. too many great films to mention, but. Uh, Andre, you what's know. your uh, what's your least favorite Kirk Douglas performance? Well, I I thought about this, Steve, and my least favorite Kirk Douglas performance is in a film called The Villain. The Villain, which is a cinematic adaptation of the Roadrunner cartoons. I don't know if you're aware of this. This is a movie so weird. I I don't think most people actually believe it exists. Kirk Douglas, okay, it's it's a Roadrunner cartoon, right? Kirk Douglas plays Wiley Coyote, except he's not a coyote. It's set in the Wild West, right? Okay. So he's like a bad cowboy. He's hunting for a good cowboy who is played, are you ready for this? Tell me. Arnold Schwarzenegger. You made this up. 1979. This is Look wow. it up. It's a real movie. It's, you know... It, I don't know where it's available, but I mean, I need to see it. It is, it is batshit crazy. Only the '70s can produce a film like that. How they got Kirk Douglas to be in it, I have no idea. And young Arnold, like kind of pre, oh, very uh, oh, pre yeah, star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre Conan the Barbarian, like like right right around uh, Pumping Iron time. Nice. And Margaret, the lovely Anne Margaret, Chicago's own. Of, is in it, of course, uh, as well. <laughs> so, wow. um, so yeah. So uh, I recommend it. Not my favorite Kirk Douglas performance, as I said, but uh, but a movie crazy enough to to appreciate. I think in our postmodern times. Well, Kirk Douglas, when you live to be 103, you uh, you make Paths of Glory, and you also make uh, the villain. Apparently, that is true. That is true. That's true. And uh, well, that's how it goes. Those are the ups and downs of the showbiz, <laughs> as you know, my friend. And uh, speaking of ups and downs, the Oscar preview show, Steve. What's, yeah, the Oscars. Uh, so the Oscars. Uh, my little semi-annual rant about the. I guess annual rant. I don't know if I rant every year though. You my thing about the Oscars. I want to say. So the Oscars. I love the Oscars. The Oscars are also kind of full of shit. Uh, every year, people get really worked up about um, omissions from the Oscars. Right. And Those un- that were snubbed. Yes. And I understand, or, you know, lack of uh, minority representation, 
in all the categories, uh, particularly lack of women in the directors. All these people, I don't disagree with these arguments. I just say that what I think the main problem is you're putting too much faith in the Oscars. Because maybe the Oscars are going to eventually go the way of the Grammys. Which the Grammys, like, I don't know, like, the Grammys are one of those things where, like, if your buddy won a Grammy, you'd be like, oh, that's cool. Sure. But yeah. that said, I mean, do you care what's album of the year? I don't care who wins the Grammy. I do enjoy the Grammy telecast. But for the performance, For the right? perfor performance. Yeah, because right? there's yeah. always something crazy yeah. going on. I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of live television. Like, if yeah. it's live, I'll watch it. Well, I know here in... Bowl, Oscars, yeah. Grammys. Grammys, honestly, is my favorite. Well, well, that's interesting. Well, well, just because of the music. The Oscars yeah. is, you know, there's like always an hour and a half stretch in the middle of the telecast that's just incredibly boring. That's true, but I'm with you on the live events. Because, you know, here in Chicago, you know, mo most of the time the winner sucks. Right. And uh, things like the Grammys, the Super Bowl, the Oscars, it's a fun thing to look forward to, you know, like uh, in the winter. Like, you Indeed know, you can is. spend your Sunday night. Being snarky with your friends and have a good time, but Absolutely. so the Oscars are interesting. They they like they they matter some, <laughs> but they don't. You know, it's I guess what I'm saying is if you get too worked up about like oh how come Greta Gerwig wasn't nominated for Best Director, um, you know she probably should have been, but you know Stanley Kubrick probably should have won an Oscar. You know, so like it's eh, or Scorsese like yeah, ten times so before the. It, the departed. Yeah, I don't disagree with this. I just think, like, you know, just don't... You're putting too much faith in the institution. So if you just uh, if you just enjoy it for the crazy spectacle it is, then yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I have no faith in that institution, but it is interesting <laughs> to talk about. Because, you know, it, it's, it's a good way to sort of discuss the best films of the year. And, and you know, sometimes yeah. we've done shows where we, we talked about our personal favorites and... You know, and we'll talk about some of those today. But I gotta say, it's it's looking at the Oscar nominees. It's been a pretty solid year for film. And it's been a solid year. So there's nine Best Picture nominees this year, um, and I have seen eight of the nine, and I will say they're all at least pretty good. That uh, Agreed. the worst of them is still like. No, that's a pretty good movie. And uh, in the one I haven't seen, which is Ford versus Ferrari, I've only not seen because of time. Exactly. Uh, I actually, I both have heard it's good, and I'm actively interested in it. Absolutely. Like, you know, I like totally I, want to see Ford like I'm versus kinda, Ferrari. I'm kind of bummed out I haven't seen and it. And I've yet. heard good things about it. I heard it's got great racing sequences. And, of course, you know, I mean... the. I love the I love the team up of uh, uh, Ford and Ferrari. Ford and Ferrari, and and also Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Yes, yes, two, I like uh, both those actors. Two great actors. Matt Damon's a guy who uh, he's a very solid actor. One of the the Under best things about Matt Damon, I will say, is um, Matt Damon seems to have really great taste. I think like you're I feel say teeth. Teeth. Well, I'm sure his teeth are fantastic <laughs> too. But uh, I just mean that. Most of the movies Matt Damon is in are good movies. Mm -hmm. Except for Downsizing. That was a piece of shit. I, didn't, but, I said most. Okay. All but right. my point is, if you hear Matt Damon's in a movie, usually you're like, oh, man, that's... He has more... You know, there are actors who have bad taste in movies. Good actors. Right. And, but uh, Matt Damon is a... John Travolta. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, Matt Damon is a good actor who has good taste. But anyway, so we haven't seen Ford vs. Ferrari, no. so we won't discuss it much. I will accept to say I heard it's great, and I do not think it will win Best Picture. No. So, uh, 
But the no. other eight nominees, I'll just list them real quick. Uh, the Irishman, which uh, we have potted about. Sure. Jojo Rabbit. Uh-huh. Uh, Joker, which we have done a pot on. Yes. Little Women. Little Women. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which yes. we have discussed. Yes. Marriage Story. Right. Parasite. Parasite. And 1917, which 19. we just discussed in our last exactly. episode. So uh, we, uh, as you can tell, out of these movies, we've got, let's see, uh, one, two, three, four. We've already done individual five. We've already done yeah. individual podcasts on where so We are this. stunningly prepared for this podcast. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do not remember in recent years that you and I have seen this many nominees together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For uh, for Best Picture. Yeah, and for my money, again, except for the one I haven't seen, the worst of those movies is, to me, Joker. Interesting. Uh, I would vote that the... It's got the most nominations this year, right? Sure does, which is interesting. I, I That was the most stunning thing of the nominations. <laughs> I, uh, Joker got the most nominations. did not see that coming. Uh, I thought Joaquin would get nominated. Sure. And uh, I frankly wasn't sure of anything else. But uh, I am told, you know, from uh, what I read and online and whatnot, that the craftsmen of Hollywood, like the people who work on the movies, mm-hmm. uh, are quite fond of Joker. That uh, they, uh, they all like the... The sets, the lighting, the yeah. cinematography. That, uh, well, we, the... we discussed it. I yeah. mean, the, the art direction in the Joker is fantastic. The cinematography is great. The movie looks and feels really, really cool. Wow, that truck almost ran into us, Steve. I'm uh, film driven. It's the only. Uh, it's the element of danger. To the your of movie course, going podcast. we are That's the most a... dangerous podcast <laughs> in showbiz. Uh, uh, but uh, we have survived again. Yes. Uh, um, and uh, anyway, Joker. Yes. Uh, I, I, like I get the technical awards for Joker, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's deserving of them. And I certainly get uh, Joaquin Phoenix because it was almost a give me, right? I mean, that performance. I, I think he could have gotten nominated just for the trailer. Yes, and he does. Uh, he's been winning pretty much everything. Yeah. Uh, Joker is not my favorite Joaquin performance. Uh, but I what will is say, your favorite Joaquin performance? I would probably say The Master. I would probably, probably also say The Master. Yeah. Uh, but Joaquin Phoenix, is a, I think, is a, one of our better actors. One of our craziest right actors. Yeah, well, but right now, he's, uh, yes. he's really good. So, And he is good in Joker. So yeah, he if, I th- I if he, he wins, good. as predicted, uh, I don't have any problem with that. Uh, no. Sounds great. No, I, I so, I mean, if we're going to discuss, this is an unusually loose conversation we're having today, Steve. We we have no maps. We're just, we're just winging it. Yeah. Well, uh, shall we, you want to stick with the picture first before we get into the acting categories? Well, since we're talking about Joaquin, I mean, we may as well talk about best actor, don't you think? Sure. I mean, what the heck? We'll sidetrack the best actor. I would say that Joaquin is going to win, right? Yes. If... It's not Joaquin who wins. Who would you want to win? Well, let's, out of let's, the let's other four the nominees. nominees are Antonio Banderas and Pain and Glory. Haven't seen that Me film. Me neither. So uh, I feel, yeah. Can't uh, talk about it. Leonardo I, I DiCaprio. fantastic. And Once Upon a Time Leo in Hollywood. Leo, the lead actor of Once Upon a Time. And yeah. I'm being sarcastic here because there was a little little uh, controversy about that, and right? co-leads, yes. Well, uh because yeah. there's two leads in that film, yes. him and Brad Pitt, and they just decided that 
in order for them not to cancel each other out in the same category. Brad Pitt's going to be in the Best Supporting Actor. Leo gets the, the lead. Uh, and uh, here we are. Leo's we got are. the lead. Is he going to win? I don't think so. Uh, if Joaquin doesn't win, do you think they would default to Leo? That's an interesting question. I actually think the second runner-up would be... You know, I... I think it would either be Antonio Banderas or Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Interesting. Um, Antonio Banderas, I hear it's kind of quietly a lot of, like a lot of people who, everyone who's seen that movie loves that movie. It is a movie about filmmaking, and people say he's great in it. Um, Adam Driver has a weird um, arc in terms of his Oscar buzz and that he got a lot of praise, but then after the movie came out, there's like a backlash. Some people think it's... Uh, not just his performance, but the overall movie is a little showy, a little shouty and things. Um, I I know you have not seen Marriage Story. I have. Uh, I really like Marriage Story. I think Marriage Story is pretty great. Um, it really passes, for me, a big test about how good a movie is, is how much do I think about it afterwards? You know, like, there are movies that I see and you're like, oh, that was pretty good. And then, like, two days later, I can barely recall the plot. And uh, Marriage Story really stuck with me. Like, I thought a lot about it. I thought about different scenes of it. Uh, the acting's very good. Not just the leads, but um, a lot of the supporting characters. You know, Ray Liotta, Alan Alda, Laura Dern, who's nominated. Mm -hmm. uh, but so Adam Driver, I would normally, yeah, I don't know. Uh, apart from the backlash, I would kind of think it would be between him and Antonio Banderas. I do not think Leo wins. I think Leo got his Oscar for the much showier performance recently. Yeah. And uh, I did. The other nominee is Jonathan Price in the Two Popes. Uh, I also have not seen that. Uh, I think I think Jonathan Price's odds of getting an Oscar for that movie are just like two notches above my my yes, yeah, yeah, an Oscar. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not an actor. And no disrespect to uh, the great Jonathan, Jonathan Price, Price who, uh, great actor, has yes. a long career that I've yes. loved in yes. many He things. looks like he's fun at parties. <laughs> he probably is, actually. Uh, I don't think so. So, yeah, I think, though, Joaquin, he, he's got it wrapped up. Yeah, I think Joaquin is definitely going to get it. I, I have not seen Marriage Story. I, you know, if we're Oscars are... There's a political component to Oscars, Very right? Much. And I don't mean political like like in terms of national political. No, I mean no, no. There's inter in, inter Hollywood intra Hollywood politics, right? Yes. Whose whose star is on the upwards trajectory and whose star is on the downwards trajectory? These kind of things. Who's making a comeback? Yes. Who's had enough accolades and should not win? Yeah. Who's and willing that, to play the game? Who's not? I believe and, uh, DiCaprio is in in this pocket where I don't think anybody wants to see him win anything for the next couple of years. So he's not going to get it, even though it's a masterful, he's great kind of multi-level really performance yeah. Yeah. that's not showy and is very um, very solid. There, yeah. Again, multi levels. It's very interesting um, and um, but Adam Driver I do think has the trajectory if by some magical chance Joaquin doesn't get it yeah so I'm with you Adam Driver would be the second pick if you were a betting man I would bet on an Adam Driver just yeah. cause you know a little underdog action yeah and uh, I will say that political 
component to it. To me, see, that's actually one of the fun things about the Oscars. Yeah. Because it's fun to speculate about who you thought was the best or in any category or gave your favorite performance. Mm -hmm. That's a separate conversation. Right. Who will win the Oscars is very different. I mean, one of my, I think, for example, like when Gwyneth Paltrow won for Shakespeare in Love. Uh, that was at 99. <laughs> and, I mean, she's good in the movie. And I, right. I like she's Shakespeare good. in Love. But at the time, it was like written in the heavens that Gwyneth Paltrow is going to win that fucking statue. Right. Like, you know, she was the golden girl of the uh, moment. She was in a movie that was a big hit that people liked. Mm -hmm. It was like, it doesn't matter if there were better performances that year. Gwyneth Paltrow is winning Best Actress. Just get used to it. <laughs> and that's that's what happened. It was an unstoppable kind of momentum. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's really the momentum of Joaquin Phoenix this year. I think so, you too. Know, widely, everybody knows that the guy's a brilliant actor. Um, and uh, this is, it's his time. Yeah, and for a guy who has a reputation of sometimes being kind of odd, uh, he does seem to be at least lightly playing the game this year. I mean, he's, yeah. he's showing up to collect all these prizes and giving speeches. He doesn't yeah, seem yeah. to be, like, you know, sheepishly hiding in the corner that he's... Uh, right, right, right. He seems to have come out of his shell a little bit, you yeah. know. He's out there, you know, giving the... He's revealing himself to the to the public, yes. we say. And yeah. the public likes that, and the Hollywood people like it as well. Sure. He's been just weird for so long, Steve. There was just so much weirdness with that. Yeah, guy. I mean, so you know, weird. it's it's hard sometimes to separate how much of it was his that uh, faux documentary he made. Yeah, and uh, you know, he was in basically lived in character for a solid year. Yeah, yeah. and at when least, he became a rap artist. Remember yeah, that? and you know, at least initially, he he did pull it off, and that people thought people thought it was serious. He legit yeah. had gone off the deep end. But, uh, well, I mean, he definitely committed to a massive prank, you yes. know, like him him and his buddy uh, Casey Affleck. Casey right? Affleck. The two yes. of them, just to remind people, the two of them made a documentary about the supposed career change for Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Joaquin deciding to be a, a professional rapper. Yeah. And the do it was just all a giant goof. Uh, but it was a goof that they t pulled off on, like, the Letterman show. For a while, yeah. They didn't, quite, for... they didn't quite make it to the finish line. I don't uh, think they made yeah, it. Yeah, before it came out, people started to figure out what was up. Yeah, and, uh, but, uh, and, and even before people started figuring out what was up, they kind of said, who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, but uh, that, hurt, that hurt his career, I think. I did for a little bit, yeah. For a and little then, while. Uh, but then his performances just became so good that it was yeah. it just kind of became undeniable. Undeniable that he's a he's a brilliant, brilliant actor. Yeah. So I guess yeah, let's switch over to the best actress, which also has kind of a runaway favorite this year, and uh -huh. that is Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger who's been winning everything for a film nobody I know has seen. And yeah, man, have you seen it? No. Me neither. Yeah. I think we were on a gig once and somebody on the gig saw it. And they liked it, but I didn't, you know. Judy. So she plays Judy, Judy Garland Judy, in a Judy. in a biopic. Uh, she's expected to win. She also has been winning all the things. Again, I haven't seen the movie. I will say I'm getting kind of tired of both this type of, type of performance and this type of movie. You know, I've liked Renee Zellweger and some other things. Um, I don't wish her ill or anything, but, you know... 
sometimes I've soured on biopics in general, and it just kind of seems like a like a showcase for an actor to do like an imitation. Right. And then, especially something like this, where the whole movie is basically just that one performance. And I'd, I'd much rather see a good performance in service of a good movie. Right. As opposed to, like, a mediocre movie that happens to feature some impressive, you know, moment of mimicry. Right. I, You know, not having seen Judy, I, I can't speak to its overall quality. I know what you're saying about biopics. And biopics also have this, you know, this, like... Lately, a lot of biopics are very, very similar to the point where they're interchangeable. You can kind of make fun of them to some yeah. extent, and that's been done, of course, already. So I think biopics are in this, they're kind of a, this weird little genre that's already at the point where it's being lampooned. You know, so for this movie to come out and for her to be very strong in the role, um, is impressive. I mean, people are really responding to her performance, and of course, with Judy Garland, there's a singing element that's that's, yeah. that's in play. Yeah. So, I guess she does her own singing in the film, and that's part of the part of the impressiveness, the impressiveness yeah. of her performance. So, but, a little sidebar: um, the Oscars once again do not have a host. Oh, yeah. And last year, how they got around this was they just opened the show. With a little Queen tribute, you know, the, right, uh, right, right. because of Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. And we joked that we knew this uh, Elton John movie, Rocket Man, was Rocket coming. That, coming. That the Oscars didn't need a host as long as they just keep having these rock biopics every year. Oh, so, yeah. uh, so last year we had kind of predicted that maybe the, the show would open with Rocket Man. But now I wonder, what do you think, Andrew? Do you think the show, the opening number, is a, a little Judy Garland medley? You know, that's an interesting thing. And another aspect of the whole Judy thing, and, and, and this is not too far removed from what, what you're talking about, is that I've read somewhere that, you know, part of the appeal of Renee Zellweger in this movie and part of the accolade she's getting is this so, sort of massive industry-wide guilt about the actual Judy Garland, who yes. never won an Oscar, yeah. who was a giant star, but who was this typical person who was really destroyed by Hollywood. I yeah. mean, just destroyed. Just kind of raked over the yeah, yeah. holes I mean, of the business. From childhood, yeah. they yeah. just chewed her up and spit her out. She never got any accolades, even though she was certainly in some classic films and was a gave some great performances, yeah. and was a great singer and all that stuff. And um, kind of died a sad death kind of early, yeah. you know, and had all kinds of substance abuse problems. And and this award sort of represents her. So it would be interesting. Like honor her legacy, was, yeah. If well, there was and, a Judy tribute of some sort. And unlike the Golden Globes, the, the Oscar voting body, the Academy, is, is really large and includes some very... Elderly people uh, who, who were friends with her, who, people who actually worked with Judy Garland. Right. Like it's not just a story to them. They're right. like, no, I, you know, I remember Judy Garland. I remember seeing her in the final years of her life. So that's an interesting angle, yeah, for the Judy movie. But could happen. We'll see. We'll I mean, see how it goes this year. Just I, like Mr. Phoenix, she's been winning everything. Yeah, I, I thought that last year's no host format worked fine. Yeah, I it was actually not did. thinking to myself, boy, great. I yeah. could sure use a comedian making some lame jokes. Well, the way the host often works is that 
the host, you know, has like a big opening bit, whether yeah. it's a monologue or a song or something. You know, they do or, a, some, or a little film they, they make. They do something you know. at the beginning, which I usually find. Like, you know, you're like, okay, great. You know, they spend a lot of time on that. And then, you know, every now and then they have a quip. But usually, to me, you talk about the draggy parts. To me, the worst part of every Oscars is when they feel the need to let the host have a second bit. Like right. at, like ninety minutes in, because mm-hmm. they're like, well, you know, what's? Because otherwise, the host might as well just be a presenter. All the host does is like, just, you know, maybe well, makes, the host's job is to present the presenters, right? Correct. Which seems yeah. like a giant which seems waste a little of time. silly. But so then, if you spend all this like effort to get, you know, a host, you're like, well, we should have them do something else. But then. Usually the, that's always the worst bit. Like, you know, whether it's flopping the audience. I don't know. It's just always the second 10-minute host gag is always something I could do without. So, yeah, as, as long as they have an entertaining opening, you're right. Who needs the host? Just let the presenters do it. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, the Golden Globes needs a host. Well, <laughs> uh, they're going back to some of the classics next year. Have you heard? It's going to be uh, Tina Fey and uh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Amy Poehler again. Yes. They're delightful. That's right. Anyway, so the other actresses in a leading role, um, Cynthia Irivo for Harriet, a movie I've not seen. Uh, she's very good, man. She's on that show. God, she's been popping up all over the place, and she's so good in everything. Oh, okay. um, She's on that show, Outsider. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. That's her. Oh, she's, she's like great. a... Yeah, she's one of the main characters on she the show. She's fantastic that. on right. that show, right? She is, yeah. And I just watched a sh- the, the, this movie from uh, earlier in the year, Widows. Oh, I've never from seen last Widows. Year? Yeah, it's from last yeah, year. Yeah, she's in Widows Chicago as well. Movie. Yeah, that's, wow. a, that's a big-time Chicago movie. I just wish it was wow. a better Chicago movie. All right, but, well, uh, so I haven't seen Harriet, but uh, she's a great actress. So, I yeah, mean, congrats to her on the nomination. Absolutely, she's like tiny. She's like yeah, four yeah. feet tall. So she's not going to win, but I, I like. I'm all for rewarding yeah, yeah, up and coming yeah. actors. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like her. So the other nominees are Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Uh, I think I'm going to say this right. Cersei Ronan for Little Women. Yes. And uh, Charlize Theron for Bombshell. Wow. Yeah, that performance is interesting because she like really. I mean, she plays what Megan Kelly, and yeah, yeah. I mean, she looks just like fucking Megan Kelly. I, 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 I when I watched, it, I'm like, is this Megan Kelly in her own movie? Yeah. No, it's friggin' Charlize Theron. Well, I read a funny, uh, you know, sometimes around this time of year there'll be these articles where you know they'll ask an Academy member to give their comments anonymously to speak freely. Yes. You know? And the, you know, like, hey, we talked to a producer, and here's what the producer right, right, says, right, right. and they're usually pretty entertaining because they really do decide to be like, you know, like that movie sucked. Yes. And I read one recently by an unnamed actress who, she said her biggest problem with uh, Charlize Theron and Bombshell is that she finds Megyn Kelly annoying in real life, so therefore also found the fictional Megyn Kelly really annoying. So she didn't right. want to reward the performance because it was too accurately annoying, <laughs> which is an inch, yeah, like, almost like Charlize Theron did too good a job. Um, I don't think she's expected to win either. I do say Charlize Theron is... Uh, I think Charlize Theron is a really, really good actor. Yes. Somebody who started out... I mean, uh, the best model-turned-actress of all time? I would say, yeah. Yeah, right? I, I, can't, I mean, there's just no... I, yeah. Must also, be. Also, yeah, right. one of the... I mean, I mean, you might be able to find something comparable in the golden age of Hollywood or something, but man... Yeah. No, she's fantastic. Yeah, and, and she has been for years, really. She has been. And it's one of those 
I mean, this is true for the men too. That you know, there are there are people who are good actors who are very attractive. Most Who's the of best them. Best male model turned actor. Best male model turned actor. Just kidding. There's no. Such <laughs> There's no such Kirk thing. Douglas? Not Kirk Douglas. No. Uh, anyway, um, is it uh, Dolph Lundgren? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Was yeah. Burt Lancaster an a model? No, Burt Lancaster was an acrobat. Ah, there we go. Okay, all right. Well, anyway, Charlize Theron is a, a stunningly beautiful woman beautiful. who probably started Stunning. her career just because of how great she looked. And uh, what do you know? Turns out she's a phenomenal actor. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so, and... Uh, so I've seen Little Women. I know you haven't. We'll maybe talk some more about that later. Uh, Cersei is great in that. The whole cast is great. Yeah. I will say uh, she was not one of the standouts for me. Uh, I mean, she's great. Um, it's interesting for such a young actress. She seems to have entered that Oscar field where she just gets nominated for anything she does. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's in that pocket, but I mean, she's got to be know like if it's a winning pocket. But well, it's but for someone who's like. 25, I think this is like her third or fourth nomination. Yeah, I mean, in some it's... ways it could be good. You know, honestly, yeah. I would love to be just nominated, Steve. <laughs> if I was just nominated, I'd be so happy. Well, I've I seen... wouldn't need to win. I've seen your Megan Kelly, and it's not as good as your Lisa. No, that's no, the problem. no, it's um, not. It's the beard that ruins it. Uh, and once again, Scarlett Johansson and Marriage Story, which um, is a little segue here. So when I saw Marriage Story, I was uh, like, you know, that's maybe that's the best Scarlett Johansson performance I've ever seen until I watched Jojo Rabbit where Scarlett Johansson is now nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Two nominations this year for Scott she does, Joe. and uh, she's great in that movie. Uh, she does, you know, there's heart, but it's also kind of slapsticky, mm-hmm. which is not a thing she's done a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she's fantastic in that movie. Just really leaps off the screen. Uh, Scarlett Johansson for me, Andre, is an actress that, um, when she was younger, I thought she was kind of interesting, but I really thought she got a lot of mileage out of the fact that she's very beautiful and she has a really great smoky voice. You know, I thought she yeah. rode those two traits a lot. Those are good good traits. They are good traits. But uh, I didn't know that I didn't know how versatile she was. I wasn't entirely sure she was that great an actress. But, you know, over time, uh, at this point, I would say she is a really great actor. Yeah. Like, she's, uh, I like her in almost everything. Well, she's getting better and better. Like, yeah. like, there's an actual trajectory. Like, she always had looks and, you're right, the voice. But, but beyond that, she's got star quality. Like, she was good when she was real young. Yeah. I don't even remember, like... I don't remember when she sort of entered my orbit of awareness. Yeah. You know, but I do know, I do remember the film where she really popped for me, and that film was Lost in Translation. Yeah. I mean, she really popped for me. She was sort of... She, she is quite I, good I love that. Lost yeah, in Translation, yeah, by yeah. the way. I absolutely love it. it. It gets better and better every year. Um, and... Um, she really kind of popped in that film for me, and uh, and since then she's just been getting better and better. And she's not only a fine actress; she seems to make some solid business choices as well. Well, it's interesting that again in the Oscar trajectory that there are times in the past where an actor has um, 
like given a good performance, but then immediately like their next movie coming out looks like shit. And people think that has like negatively affected their chances. Uh, one of the main examples is Eddie Murphy. That uh, Eddie Murphy um, got a lot of buzz. People thought he was going to get nominated for uh, Dream Girls. And then people thought he might get nominated for um, this year for uh, Dolomite. This year he might get nominated for Dolomite. Yes. My name. And he did not get nominated for either one of those, I think. And uh, the one of the the theories around his Dreamgirls non-nomination was that after years of making shitty movies, he finally made a good one, and then he went right back to the shit. Like, you know, there were posters up for his next shitty movie at the time of the Oscar season. Right, and people, and were, people like, were like, ah, oh, come on, right. Eddie. But so the flip side of that... An interesting angle would be, like, Scarlett Johansson, who has two nominees in a giant Marvel movie coming out in a couple months, right. that uh, if she won one of these awards, that'd be a nice little run for her. It's like, you know, Wouldn't like, well, she was steam in, going up into these Scarlett... I mean, she's been in, in, the, in the Marvel movies for years. And she gets, to, like, her own now. She's the headliner. Well, that's hey. right. The Black Widow. And, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, I I must say I that's a bit of a question mark for me. <laughs> I, I personally was not pining for a Black Widow movie. Yeah, uh, but here it is. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, so Scarlett Johansson, uh, I think she has a better chance in supporting, but this also, you know, all the acting categories this year have very clear front runners. And the, the supporting categories are the ones where traditionally there's sometimes an upset, a little surprise winner. Right. But so the, the the favorite this year is Laura Dern and Marriage Story. Uh-huh. Now, uh-huh. I will say, for my money, Laura Dern's a little over the top in Marriage Story. Um, Laura Dern sometimes can be a little over the top. I mean, sometimes in a good way. Like, I think of something like Wild at Heart or, Laura, or Blue Velvet, where Laura Dern is, you know, on purpose quite over the top. Sure. Um, so my opinions on Laura Dern winning an Oscar is um, I don't... Marriage Story would not be my pick. That said, Laura Dern might be on one of those trajectories where people are like, can we just give Laura Dern a fucking Oscar already? Which I can agree with. Because Laura Dern's great. Well, she does seem to be the favorite, and I'm just basing that on her recent win at the BAFTA Awards. Yeah. And... Uh, and the SAG Awards. Yeah. She's uh, she's well positioned to win. Yeah. Well, the other, uh, the other nominees. Oh, the, is there another nominee? I'm sorry. Well, yeah. So there's uh, Margot Robbie in Bombshell. Margot Robbie. Okay. Yeah. Once Upon um, a Time. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. then. Uh, Wait, hang on met... a second. Once Upon a Time? She's no, no, no. She's nominated for Bombshell. Bombshell. She's in Bombshell as well. Yeah. Okay. So she has two nominations? No, she's only. That's her only nomination. You see, I feel like the Bombshell nomination may be a uh, consolation prize because. Theoretically, she was the third lead of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Well, that one I would argue she was more of a supporting. I would yeah. absolutely argue she was more of a supporting character, way more of a supporting character. But uh, but uh, there was a little bit of a triumvirate of characters there, and she was definitely, uh, a, you know, um, a part of that triumvirate. She was, yeah. And, uh, and as we've discussed, we gave a great performance. Yeah, I thought she was yeah. really good in, in not a huge part, but she 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 was perfect. She yeah. made you fall in love with her. Margot Robbie is also uh, 
coming for your crown, Cherise Theron, among the list of uh, really beautiful women who actually uh, have some acting chops. Amazing talent. Yeah, yeah. All amazing talent. Uh, the other nominees are uh, Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell. I've not seen Richard Jewell. Did you see that? Yeah. I've not seen Richard Jewell. I, I tell you, I everybody I've talked to who has seen Richard Jewell thinks it was fucking great. Yes. So I, have... I definitely want to see it. And, uh, and of course, Kathy Bates. What are you going to say? You know yeah. Kathy Bates is going to knock it out of the park yeah. in the right role. And the final one is Florence Pugh in Little Women, um, who... I was very impressed by. So, like, she in this popped. category... Using my vernacular. Yes. And this is the hardest for me to pick in terms of, like, who I would vote for, who I would want to win. To me, it would almost be a coin flip between Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson. Okay. That uh, both of those women were fantastic. And I came out of both of those movies being like, holy shit, they were great in that. Right. And uh, so, Little Women... Um, little Women is great uh the cast is phenomenal so everybody's it's one of those movies where you're like that guy and that would yeah like everybody's great but florence Pugh really did pop for me she plays the sister amy for anyone who knows the story and uh, but just awesome but so the smart money at the moment is still on laura dern yeah, but uh for sure i don't know i could almost see a scarlett johansson upset there also as a right. as a way to roll Give something to Jojo Rabbit, which maybe won't win anything else. Right. Um, so the best uh, supporting actor, uh, once again, there is a clear front runner, and that that's Mr. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt has been cleaning up. Yeah. Cleaning up on the other award shows. Won the BAFTA. Yes. Not even British. Won. Uh, <laughs> won the SAG. Won the won the Golden Globe. Yeah. And uh, I must say. Uh, was just delightful as a winner in on all of those yeah like his speech at the SAG Awards was friggin hilarious one of my favorite all-time acceptance speeches um, there's this sort of um, general um, I think a lot of people think that Brad Pitt may not be the sharpest knife in the knife <laughs> because of his yeah. books yeah and the fact that he never gives interviews uh, or almost never uh, well, he gives more interviews now, and uh, he's pretty sharp. Yeah. And he's got a great sense of humor. He does. He has and a great sense of humor. He's uh, Hollywood royalty at this point, yeah, who's yeah. never won. Yeah. Uh, he also never uh, except a, I think he, he might have a producing Oscar. He does. Well, what's, what's his company? Slave? Plan B or yeah, something like yeah. that? That's his company? Yeah, yeah. they... they, they uh, he, th th that company produces some interesting he pictures. He does a lot of work, and and, uh, and let's be said, he's great in Once Upon a Time. He's fantastic. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. Been, it's a movie star performance yeah. at a time when we no longer have movie stars. It's yeah, a very old school movie star performance. We do not have movie stars, and Brad Pitt is 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 one of the few that we have. Yeah, and the the charm of that character, uh, and the the ease, kind of this kind of this effortlessness he brings to that role is really extremely difficult from an acting performance. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's like, uh, whoa, yeah, difficult. Yeah. Like, any actor will tell you, that's a lot harder to do than something hugely emotive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think he's going to win. Um, I will say he's probably my favorite to win, although I like Joe Pesci. Yeah, that's right. I, that would be the only other 
one I would vote. Yeah. So Joe yeah. Pesci, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino are both nominated for the Irish. Right. And as we discussed, they're both delightful in that movie. They are. <laughs> like, they're both it's, great. Uh, they Joe Pesci, you know, depending on your point, you know, if you're talking about do either of those actors do anything new, uh, Joe Pesci maybe is a little. It's kind of just similar things, but more restrained. But they're great in that movie. They're great. It's uh, if you like those actors at all. You'll have a lot of fun with them in that. Uh, the other two absolutely, but are, but I mean Joe Pesci like stands out. He he does. He, he really he stands out in the film. I think he gives the best performance in the film. Um, not to take anything away from from Pacino, who's fantastic. But we've seen Pacino be fantastic many times. We've seen him be fantastic fairly recently. Yeah, he's pretty damn fantastic. And once upon a time, in Joe Pesci was. I was rewatching parts of The Irishman recently, and. Some of my favorite bits are just there's scenes where Joe Pesci and De Niro are talking, and De Niro is telling a story, and they just have great shots of Joe Pesci just listening yeah. and thinking, and it's just mesmerizing. Absolutely. And, uh, so I don't think he's going to win, but he's great. The other two nominees are Anthony Hopkins as the other Pope. Uh, the other Pope. <laughs> and, uh, Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, and, no, and once again, both of those are lead performances. Yeah. Uh, that have been slotted into the supporting category just just. Yeah, because. see, I mean, Tom Hanks is probably like, he. Uh, you wonder if he's like, you know, I've got a couple of Best Actor nominees. Maybe I could try and swing one of these supporting ones. But so I, I haven't seen that movie, and it is true that the movie is, it's not a Mr. Rogers biopic, that the main no. character is actually the reporter interviewing Mr. Rogers. Right. Uh, but Matthew Reese, a wonderful actor who uh, yeah. someday may win an Oscar, he but may, not but, uh, this year. All of these people are going to lose to Brad Pitt, and uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, let's be honest. Brad Pitt, because of his gigantic, friggin' shining movie stardom, is a draw. Like, yeah. Like, from a... Academy perspective, you want Brad Pitt to win because when Brad Pitt gets up on the stage, everybody's turning the channel to watch Brad Pitt yeah. win. You know, and that, so, uh, that actually these speeches are important. As you mentioned, how Brad Pitt's been giving good speeches. Joaquin, who's someone who you could kind of in the past maybe would give more shambling speeches, he's been giving great speeches. Joe Pesci uh, is guaranteed to not bring a lot of eyeballs to Joe Pesci. Right. Famously, like. It, it, if Joe Pesci won Best Supporting Actor, it's a 50-50 chance he says literally nothing. I mean, right. he, he has the shortest speech in all time. For Goodfellas, he said, thanks, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Classic. So, I always liked the, 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 the minimalist. but Yeah, but I mean, there's a chance he would, he might say literally nothing. Yes. Like, he might just take the statue in his hand and walk off. Yes. But, uh, so. Well, he uh, may not show up. That's another movie. Well, that's, does. it's. It's bad television. That's yeah. Right, Joe right. Pesci is not. No, I'm afraid Joe game. Pesci. It is not Joe Pesci's time. But but having said that, the Irishman did certainly mark a great return of Joe Pesci, yes. and hopefully Joe Pesci is engaged enough at his age to continue acting, or just at least to appreciate the goodwill. It, uh, yeah. A lot of uh, good feelings generated towards his performance, and people are like, you know what? I love Joe Pesci. Yeah. So. Um, well, going back to the uh, the best, should we do screenplays? You want to talk about the screenplays? <laughs> uh, well, okay, we can do. Uh, be, with screenplays, you get into original screenplay, adapted screenplay. That's true. These are the two choices. You're right. You know, the, the I will as a, as a 
as a DP myself, I do have to say that if there's one 100% bet that if you have a bookie who takes bets on the <laughs> Academy Awards, take all of your money, go to that bookie, and give all of your money and put it on Roger Deakins because he's going to win for 1917. Yeah. No doubt about it. Other cinematographers did a fantastic job. Nobody is going to beat Roger Deakins because of what he was able to, to accomplish as a technician, as, as a craftsman, as an artist on 1917. It's true. It's true. The, the other nominees, uh, I'm not even going to list them. Those movies look great. They're all going to lose. Yes, uh, they're all going to lose. Roger Deakins, uh, the man who couldn't win an Oscar forever, is now going to get his second one in a row. I mean, and normally, like, Bob Richardson would win for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, for what he d does on that film. That's yeah. a beautiful movie. But uh, not uh, this year. Not going to happen. Also, interestingly enough, for uh, Bob Richardson, a man who uh, sometimes is rather extreme in his choices, yeah, uh, almost subtle in Once Upon a Time. Very subtle, it. you know, like not yeah. a not a show. Yeah, very subtle. I think I think I think he's gotten really better over the years. He's stopped, you know, he's less reliant on certain uh, gimmicks that he's. He was known for in his younger days, uh, and of course, I'm talking about the extremely hard top light. Yeah, yeah. That he was kind of famous for. Uh, he was also and, a blow out the window guy. Yeah, yeah he's not the only one. But yes, uh, yes. But 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 all of these things are are basically not noticeable. What you have, his what he does on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is just it's beautiful. It's classic. It's classy. And it's subtle where you don't notice it, which is the best cinematography. Yeah. But in a movie like 1917, that literally, literally is nothing without the, its technical aspect. That whole, you know, flowing, apparently single take kind of a vibe that they're doing in that film. That's all Roger Deakins. It's brilliant. And uh, he's going to win. Well, uh, kind of segue to talking about the screenplays. 1917 is nominated for original screenplay. No. And, uh, not going to win. Yeah, well, you know, every now and then there's a movie. It only wins if you think 1917 is this juggernaut that just wins everything. Because there are, every now and then, there's some movie that the Academy... Sweep. Yeah. And I don't think that's this, especially because the original screenplay is often the category that... uh you, Andre, I recall, especially in the 90s... That was the category where, like, the more, like, hipster movie would win. You know, like, the movie that was, like, maybe, like, the Academy thought was, like, they were a little... It was too cool for school to win Best Picture, but you would give it the best screenplay. A classic example is, say, Pulp Fiction. Right. That, uh, you know, they didn't give it Best Picture, but it won. So I remember my friends and I used to always joke that, like, our favorite movie of the year was the one that was probably going to win the best screenplay, but... So anyway, the original screenplay, you know, apart from 1917, the contenders are Knives Out, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh -huh. and uh, interestingly enough, Parasite. I don't know how often a foreign language film is nominated for best screenplay. Yeah, Parasite is um, is a comer. You know, I think there's some goodwill for Parasite. Yeah. And, Have you seen and, Parasite? Yes, I've seen Parasite, okay. uh, but. And I mean, it's a very clever film. I mean, but like, but it's very difficult to gauge just how clever it is in translated subtitles. Yeah. Because even though 
obviously neither one of us mind subtitles. What subtitles invariably bring is an abridged version of the actual screenplay. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. So it's impossible to gauge how clever the screenplay is. The story is clever, but that's not necessarily the everything that screenplay is, right? Yeah. It's not just the story, it's the dialogue, how the characters are structured. Well, so you, I don't had, think Parasite's yeah. going to win that. I don't think so either. So I think it's kind of a... If you ask me, it's a two-way battle between Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Knives Out, a movie I sadly haven't seen. I have. You have? I've seen Knives Out. Okay. What do you yeah. think of Knives Out? Well, I, I don't think that screenplay is as good as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What do you think of it overall? I'm just curious. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was a good, like, whodunit type of a movie with yeah. a great cast. Everybody does a good job. That's a movie that... I was just curious, that's like the top act. of my list of movies I haven't seen that yeah. I want. To, yeah, it's you know? it's quite entertaining. I think you'll enjoy it. I mean, it's not a any kind of masterpiece or anything, but but it is a solid, well executed, well acted, very entertaining movie. The crowd loved it. For some reason, my son wanted to see it. Yeah, well, we wanted to take uh, our son. That uh, he recently got into the. Uh, the 80s Clue movie. Yes, Clue. So he's into that kind I of vibe. Watched. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, very, very, uh, very similar. All right, so... Uh, uh, definitely yeah. the same genre. I, so you think Once Upon a Time, maybe? I, th- I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood should win. You're probably right. I mean, Quentin's... He's won this several times before. Yeah, but. he's a great writer. He's got a unique voice. And what I like about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and we talked about that film, so I'm not going to go overboard on it, but... It's one of his more mature uh, screenplays. Yes. Uh, which is to say it's the screenplay that seems to least depend on his normal uh, quirks as a writer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so, um, so yeah, I think, it's, I think it should win. I think it's going to win. And uh, we'll see. So, in the adapted category, um, the... There's five, you know. There's the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, the Two Popes, and Joker. Um, now, Joker's kind of interesting. What the hell is Joker adapted from? It's, it's not from, based on any single comic book. I think they're just saying it's based on all the comic books. But it's really not. Well, I, I, that's a bizarre nomination. Just I don't know the, the rules of. Uh, how it, yeah. I don't get it. I mean, what? show me the source material for Joker. It's a completely original screenplay. Well, it's based off a taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, oh, I get it. It's a remake of Taxi that's Driver. Right, yeah. With a clown. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Right. Um, so this is the one where I think the, when you talk about the movie, that's maybe, I think Little Women's going to win this. That's my vote. Good. I think this may be the only thing Little Women wins. Well, and that I, ain't bad. Yeah, and uh, so good, and it'll be an Oscar for Greta Gerwig. Yeah, who uh, was probably, not nominated for best director. Nominated for director, uh, I agree. She probably should have been, and so therefore she might win this as a bit of a I mean, consolation. Con- consolation prize sounds shitty, but I guess that's kind of what it would be. She'll take it. Hey, I don't have an Oscar. No, you don't. You got Oscar. That's right. I have a son named Oscar, but uh, yeah, he's Clever. much more lively than the statue. It's true. It's a good point. So, um, Best Director is an interesting one for me. 
Um, the five nominees for Best Director are uh, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, Sam Mendes for 1917, and, once again surprising me, Todd Phillips for Joker. Um, who do you think, Andre? Who do you like in that? It's a tough one, man. It, it, there is a there is a possibility that Sam Mendes is going to win. There is also um, there is also strong possibility that Quentin Tarantino is going to win. Yeah, uh, I, I think there's also a possibility that Bong Joon Ho wins. Yeah, there is that possibility as well. I is it weird that I don't want Sam Mendes to win? Like, like <laughs> that's really the only one I care. Like, I don't care yeah. if he really wins as long as Sam Mendes loses. I don't want Todd Phillips to win, and I don't think he will. Well, Todd, Todd Phillips got no chance. I really don't know what he's even doing. I mean, it's a well-directed film, yeah. I suppose, but best picture, uh, best director? I mean, it's a very weird, weird category, and I don't know. I think, you know, it's interesting, the Irishman, in terms of, uh, again... Oscar buzz, from what we can tell. We're not in the Academy. But The Irishman is a movie that I feel like eight, you know, six weeks ago, people thought The Irishman might win all the Oscars. Yeah. And now I think happen. people think it's going to win none of the Oscars. I, well, The Irishman's been completely shut shut out on all the other awards. Yeah. Uh, I think there was this sort of, I don't know, there, there's... There's a weird thing with De Niro happening. Like there was, there were, like people like appreciate De Niro, what De Niro did in in The Irishman, but I think that whole de aging thing and the fact yeah. that some it didn't quite convince anybody. You know, well, and th- that I think that's working against him. I've picked up a little bit of Irishman backlash. I don't know if you have this, like both online and just kind of anecdotally, that you know it got phenomenal reviews. I think most, like yeah. most of the critics, were like, "Not only is this great, but it's like it's better than I thought it was going to be." Like you know, yeah. And and the backlash is, I feel that there are a lot of just like general audience members who a thought it was way too long. And then I guess related to that, you know, as B kind of almost like resents, they feel like they're supposed to like it. And they're kind of like, you know what, fuck you, I don't want to watch this four-hour movie. <laughs> it's not yeah. as great as you say it is. Fuck you, I'd rather, I'd rather watch Joker. And, uh, you know, to each their own. I, uh, I like the Irishman. Well, De Niro's Joker, both. So I don't think Marty's going to win. We did Marty's give him his not, Oscar. Marty's not going to win. Marty's um, not going to win for the Yeah, so it's, it's like a three-way race. I'm not entirely sure. Bong Joon-ho has a good way of rewarding. I mean, Parasite is um, it's a very well-directed movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, yeah I, 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 I like Parasite a lot. I don't know if I love it. I, maybe I will love it when I see it again. Yeah. Uh, because... Uh, you know, it's interesting. It's a, it's it. It has a lot to say about the world we live in, but at the same time, it's a very specific Korean film. Yeah. So um, I, I mean, the, I, the I Academy find it interesting that it connected so much with the Academy because it's so friggin' Korean. Well, the Academy does have a 
recent history of rewarding non-American directors. I mean, just last year, Alfonso Cuaron won for Roma. Right. I move. I mean, I know he's uh, he's won before, but but yeah, Cuaron has been like a Hollywood animal for a yeah, very but, long but time. Yeah, but Bong Joon Ho is so. kind of the new, and he also has been giving very charming speeches at the various award shows. I mean, one of the things he said is uh, at the Golden Globes, you know, at this big platform. He kind of, like, lightly chided Americans for not watching more movies with subtitles. You know, he said, like, if you guys can get over the the thigh-high obstacle of subtitles, like, it opens up a whole world of cinema. And what's interesting, Andre, is just anecdotally, I, I've had discussions with, like, neighbor dads yeah. who, you know, are not big art film guys, but they happen to have the Golden Globes on, and they remembered that remark. Like, they actually, yeah. like, people... Ooh, you I don't know. think he said thigh high, Steve. I think he said like a two-inch obstacle. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, literally, but but I, I mean, forget was, the exact quote. But the point is, the quote the thigh resonated high. with people. Well, not thigh, thigh high, high, I mean shin high, high shin high. Jeez. All right. But it resonated with people. It really did, like, make people honestly yeah. pause and consider. They're like, you know what? Maybe this guy's right. Yes. So, uh, so if nothing else, and the award season, Bong Joon Ho is uh, maybe. Got more Americans to watch foreign films, which interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, Parasite did very well. Yeah. And, and again, it's foreign film. There's foreign films, Steve, and then there's like Asian films. Yeah. Like when you get into Asian cinema, and there's some great. And Korea's really been kicking ass for for well, and like that's over a Paris. Can, do you know that Parasite is the first Korean movie ever nominated for an Oscar? Yeah. It's kind of crazy, uh, yeah, I right? heard that. Yeah, but but I mean, Korean cinema has really been strong. Well, that's why it's crazy. Because yeah, Korean cinema for but a I long mean, time. But strong now. in a weird way, not yeah. necessarily Oscar. That's true. Way, There's a lot of know? like horror and things. Yeah, but, uh, horror action, that kind of stuff. And he's been sort of at the leading edge of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I. What can I tell you? Parasite is a is a is a definitive. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a dark horse in a big way, in a in a in a good way. Right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not director is a toss up to me. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, that, uh, that which, can go you know what? I bet you it's Sam Mendes. You think Sam Mendes is going to take it? You see, I, I, I do. See, I hope not. I think because I think 1917 has turned into a bit of a little. Not a full-on juggernaut, but kind of an Oscar stomping around. And yeah, it's I think kind it's of a movie win. they like. It's a costume thing. It's got a bunch of English people. I just, you know, I we we did, we did a podcast on the film, and and we were both equally underwhelmed by it. And uh, yeah, and uh, people seem to enjoy the experience of it. But again, I I've yet to like when I talk to people who. Like yeah, I loved it. I loved it, and I, and and I always ask the same question. Like, do you think it was as good as, let's say, Dunkirk? And yeah. Like, oh no, it wasn't. Any, any. I was <laughs> like, well, if it wasn't as good as Dunkirk, then why, like, why should it win the Oscar? Because Dunkirk didn't. Yeah. You know, so like, like, what is the deal? So really, the again, the gimmick, the very effective gimmick, but still a gimmick of the single shot deal is what carries that film and that is all Roger Deakins I mean not all Roger yeah. Deakins I don't want to take anything away from the director of a film like that but but I will I don't want someone <laughs> to win well I don't know I think it's going to and uh, that kind of loops back around to best picture and I gotta say 
if you ask me right now, if I had to make a prediction, I think 1917 is going to win. Well, well what are the nominees for again? The, the, the nine? Okay, so uh, the nine nominees. Nine. There are nine. I know. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Jojo nope. Rabbit. Nope. Joker. Nope. Little Women. No. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Possible. Marriage Story. Nope. Parasite. Possible. And 1917. I think ultimately it does come down to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood versus 1917. What, what about The Irishman? Did I not list it because it is one of the nominees? I, yeah, I think you forgot to mention The Irishman, but but I don't think The Irishman's going to win. I think you're completely right. I, I don't either. I think um, there's a certain... What would you vote for, Andre, if you had a vote in the Academy? I would not vote for the Irishman. I, boy, man, that's tough. That 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 it's it's a tough category because I I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I'm not 100 percent sure it's it should win Best Picture. But why not? I don't know, Steve. I I wish I could. I wish I could answer that question. I just. Maybe it's just that I don't feel that it will win Best Picture. Ah, yeah. But uh, I would I would be happy to see Quinn rewarded because yeah. Quinn apparently says that he's going to make one more film after this and then move to other projects. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. You never know with these guys. Everybody retires every few years and then gets bored and comes back. I don't know what Quinn is going to do. But it's possible that that's the case. And in this scenario, it's possible that Hollywood may want to reward him for his penultimate film, which is really friggin' good. Oh, yeah, just in case the last one is, is right. not. Yeah, just yeah. in case that the last one's a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah. So that is the political side of things. The other side of things is Parasite has a strong trajectory. Here's the deal, though. Parasite is also nominated for Best Foreign Film, and if it wins that, it's not going to win Best Picture. I think you're right, and I think, um, again, in some of these, in more than one of these uh, anonymous articles where they talk to a member of the Academy, mm-hmm. um, several people have been kind of like, I'm not voting for a foreign film for Best Picture. Like, they're like, the Oscars are the American Film Awards, and you can have your Best Foreign Language Film, but... I'm not voting for, and is one of the things people think, for example, her Roma last year, that, uh, well, you know, there's a lot of buzz about Roma yeah, didn't win. Language. Um, if Parasite did win, I think it would be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, if, if I personally had to vote, I have to say it's an odd split for me between Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and uh, Little Women. I, uh, I thought Little Women was a great movie, and yeah. Like it's that. Oddly enough, it's the type of movie that you could see winning Oscars, but doesn't seem to have that kind of momentum around it. It really doesn't. It, yeah. It, it really doesn't. But you're right. I mean, the, the, the Academy seems to love period pieces, right? Yeah. They love costume dramas. They sure. love when people talk in English accents. Yeah. They love that. They're really impressed by that. Uh, and uh, Little Women has a lot of that. It seems like it checks all the boxes, and uh, but yeah, instead it's got more of the vibe of like the scrappy indie that could. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does It does have that vibe. I don't know. I have not seen Little Women. I would like to see it. My daughter Lily loves, loves Little Women. It was uh, great. 
my joke, of course, is I I, lo- I love normal size women. Ah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but I will. I definitely want to see little women, and and uh, it's not going to win, Steve. You know that. I know it's, it's not. not. It's not going to win. But so uh, uh, so it does genuinely come down, in my opinion, between between Hollywood and nineteen seventeen. Yeah, and and nineteen seventeen may just take it. I think it's going to. So uh, I hope uh, you're not too disappointed by that point in the telecast. I, I don't know. You, you know, strangely enough, Steve, it's one of those weird years where I'm actually going to be in Hollywood oh. for the Oscars. I don't know where you I attending? will be watching them. I, I wish. <laughs> I, I would love to attend. But, uh, but chances are I'll be at some bar watching it on, uh, on a bar TV if they're... Yeah, you got to nice find a way to be somebody's uh, plus one at the... Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. No, no one I know was invited, as far as I know. Yeah, um, yeah. My friend Gendy was not nominated this year for ah. best animated film uh, for Hotel Transylvania Three. That didn't make the cut. No. Uh, and uh, so, yeah. So my chances of going uh, to the Academy Awards are down to nothing. <laughs> we'll be in Hollywood, uh-huh. and uh, we'll see. Maybe those vibes will be strong enough to to let. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood win. That would be cool. That would be, absolutely. Well, uh, that's really all, all I got. Yeah, I think, that, that, I think that's it's good. That's our Oscar, uh, Oscar predictions Oscar in pre-show. all their glory. We have arrived back uh, in the northern suburbs of Chicago from uh, Milwaukee. Yes. In one piece. It, yes. It is snowing here, quite lovely. Yeah. And... Uh, What can I tell you, Steve? Uh, We'll see what happens uh, on Sunday. All right. Well, until the next time, I'm Steve Haskin. I'm Andre Shane. We're out of here.